0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the kennel, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. i got a new cow dog. It's probably my first cow dog. It's not the first cow dog breed that I've ever had. Um I I've, I've had a I've had a blue healer before. If you would like to be tested by fire, get one of those. Um there there's uh I I've got I I've, I've got a border or my son, I gave I gave uh Kara to to my son and she she can Border Collies can be cow dogs, but uh, I didn't really like that dog. She was too; she was smarter than I was, so I gave her to Griffin. And so, anyway, a, a local rancher blessed me with with one of his cow dogs out of his working dogs. Uh, some dogs that I have seen work uh, um, many, many times, and and I just stand amazed. I don't even know why he invites me. The dogs do more work than I do, but but I'm blessed to be able to uh, go out there and work. And, and so, uh, whenever he gave whenever he gave her to me, um, she she was kind of standoffish a little bit she she didn't want to be away from you but she didn't really want to come in real close and so she would kind of pace back and forth does anybody and I'm fixing to show my age real real big right here anybody remember the cartoon ricky tiki Tavy with the mongoose and, and the cobra and stuff you know that that's the way a mongoose does a cobra is it just kind of goes around in circles and everything so I named her ricky right and so I asked this rancher who, who's got some phenomenal cow dogs I said help me out. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want this to be just another, uh, you know, another pet. I've got plenty of pets. I've got a wiener dog. That's all the pet you need, right? And so um, I said, you know, send me in the right direction here. And he said, okay, okay. Here, here's what you need to do. He said, I, I, I'm not a, he didn't say that he was a big time trainer or anything. He gave me his personal advice. And he said, he said, there's three things that you need to do to have a good cow dog. And and w- without these three things, it doesn't matter how talented in the world they are, it's just going to be a problem. You're not going to get anything done. So, I mean, I was all ears. And he said, the three things that you need to do with a cow dog, and, and, and there, maybe there's some order to these, but I'm not putting them in any particular order. I'm just saying that there's three things that needs to happen, or he tells me that there's three things that need to happen. First, you need to teach a dog, how to down, how to how to get down. No, you know, no matter where, uh, no matter where she's at. If she, and, and you know, we we've been uh, working cattle, and I'll get into that in a minute. But but you need to teach them how to how to get down. You need to teach them what no means, and you need to teach them come here. You you, you got to have those three things because all, all these advanced deals about you know buy uh, uh, buy and away and and, and, and all, you can get a hold and, and and all of this stuff man if you don't have those three things all, all that other stuff you're not going to have anything. And so what I've been doing is I've been going out twice a day, every day and, and hanging out with this dog, getting, getting her to bond to me. No, nobody else touches her. Nobody else, you know, tells her anything. It's just, it's just me and her. And and she's, she's, I, I'm I'm afraid that I've I've got into it again. I think she's smarter than I am, but we're, we're gonna I'm gonna try to catch up to her a little bit. But anyway, so we've been going out every single day and working on these things. You know, working on 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 down and and working on no, and and working on come here. And you know, there's a lot of other distractions because we got we got other dogs running around, and and it's pretty crazy sometimes. And um, anyway. So, Ricky has been in what I like to, what I have, I, I've never said this out loud, this will be the first time, but whenever I go out there, I tell her that, it, that it's Cow Dog Seminary. Okay, so that, that's what we do. Twice a day, I go out there and we have Cow Dog Seminary. And, and the reason I call it Cow Dog Seminary is because it is amazing to me that, that whenever I do teach, even a dog about the things that I want her to do, that God uses that as an illustration of what He's trying to do with me. So, in teaching, in essence, I am actually learning more than probably what my dog is, because my dog probably already knows more than I do. Uh, God ingrained her with that. But the first thing, the first cow dog <laughs> seminary class that we've been working on is down. Down teaches her restraint down teaches her to wait. To, 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 uh, down puts her in a spot to be most effective, whether she knows it or not. When, when I've been out with this rancher before, you know, a, a lot of times we may be sorting pairs or something, and instead of us on horses holding, he'll use his dogs to hold. He, you know, we'll be working over here and sorting over here, and he'll send the dogs on this side, and he'll just tell them down. And it's their job just to, just to sit there and hold because the cattle's aren't going to come over the top of them or they, they, they get bit. And so, you know, a lot of times we use down to teach her strength. We teach her to wait. And down puts her in a spot to be most effective whether she knows what's actually going on or not. In Titus chapter 3, verse 3, Paul says this. He says, Once we too were foolish... And disobedient. Now, 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 Ricky. She's just a pup. She's just a pup. But, but you know what? I, I was once a pup too, and and I needed to learn how to exercise some restraint. I needed to learn how to wait. And and, and I think about that every time. You know, I've got this long, lung, professional lunging leash uh, leash that somebody donated me. It's like. 500 miles long and so I'll put her on that leash because you know sometimes she wants to do her own thing I don't know why nobody else ever wants that right and so I'll put her on that leash and I'll tell her down and and she'll get down and then and then I'll kind of walk off I'm not leaving her I'm just walking off and every once in a while you know I, I started out just you know one step and then two steps and now a week later we're you know we're up to the length of this trailer and she'll she'll sit there and boy she hates to wait now, I know none of you hate to wait on God, right? I mean, you're just like, God, you just do whatever you want to. I'll just sit here calmly until your plans are enacted. I'm not in any hurry. I don't care about any. I know that comes real easy to you, but to me, I don't like to wait at all. God tells us to down. Once too, we too were foolish and disobedient. That's the New Living Translation. If you want the simplified cowboy version of that, it says, there was a time when we were dumb and didn't mind. Now, that probably doesn't describe you, but if there was a life verse for me, there was once a time when I was dumb and didn't mind. That, that would be, there, there's your preacher's testimony right there. I was dumb and I didn't mind, okay? But I'm trying to change that, and that's what Paul is saying, that we have all been foolish, and we have all been disobedient. God tells us to down. Down keeps you from doing anything foolish. See, God, God, God will do that sometimes. I mean, He's not going to say it out loud, but in your heart and the Holy Spirit, He's just going to tell you, down. He's going to tell you, just wait right here. I know there's a thousand other things that you want to do, but I need you to just get down and be still and don't depend on your efforts. I want you to depend upon me. Down teaches you obedience to his word. I did an entire sermon on what it means to wait on God. Those who wait on the Lord will be lifted up on wings like eagles, right? Well, everybody concentrates on the, oh, I'll be lifted up on wings like eagles. Those who wait on the Lord will be lifted up on wings like eagles. Down keeps us from running off and acting foolish. I mean, I I, I can see when she's starting to not pay attention. I mean, she she may be down like this and and, and she starts looking out like this. Oh, that wiener dog's over there. I want to go play with him real bad or or, there's a bug crawling on the ground or whatever. And, And don't we do that exact same thing? Man, God says, sit here and wait. We're like, yes, sir. Okay, that's enough. And then we run off. Once, we too were foolish and disobedient. Down puts us in the most effective position, whether we can see the purpose or not. See, you may be wondering why nothing's happening in your life right now, but God might have, whether you know it or not, God has told you, down and he has put you in a spot and you don't know you well, we're not smart enough we don't have the birds eye view i mean he he's he's on the proverbial horseback he knows all of his plans but in the grand scheme of things man we're we're just the sheep dogs we're just the cow dogs doing what god said on this great big gathering that he calls the Great Commission, go out into the world and make disciples of all men and all nations. And he's using us. He's given us these commands. And one of the commands that is so hard is the down, is the wait. Just hang out right there. Don't get in such of a rush. Quit pushing. Has God told you to down? How are you with waiting? How good are you at it? Does he, all, does he have you somewhere in your life that you don't understand why you're not going anywhere? He's got you out right there for a reason. He either wants you to wait on him or he's waiting on you. Which one is it? The second cow dog seminary class that Ricky goes through is the Cow-dog seminary class that I I know that that nobody, everybody here would pass this class in flying colors. It would be one that everybody would sign up for. If you would like to come over and and, and I'll put you through the class because God's putting me through the class right now. I'm not teaching my dog. God is teaching me through this dog. The second seminary, cow-dog seminary class is this. Learning what no means. How well... Do you take no? No keeps Ricky out of trouble. No keeps her focused on me and not on little rabbits with nice, white, fluffy tails that scamper across and through the weeds. No makes her wise. No makes her think. And in the next sentence of Titus chapter 3, verse 3, Paul says, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. How well do you deal with no? You know, I, 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 I once, God kind of told me this. You can tell the true character of a man, and I'm not talking just a men. You can tell the true character of a man by his reaction to no. Because, I mean, it, 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 his true character doesn't come out when, when, when you say yes. Uh, true character doesn't come out in the good times. True character comes out in conflict. True character comes out in the test of fire that Ty talked about. If you want it in the simplified cowboy version, it says, We fell for the lies of sin and became slaves, hung up in the stirrup of lustful pleasures. We fell for the lies of sin. See, this world tells us to look for the most pleasurable and easy way to do things, doesn't it? That's the way this world operates. And unfortunately, If I may be so bold, that's the way you operate too. And how do I know that? It's because that's the way I operate too. Most of our decisions, most of what we do, not saying everything that we do, but there are areas in your life where you're not going to make the wise decision, you're going to make the easiest decision, and it's not easy based upon somebody else. It's going to be what is going to make it easiest for you. It tells us to, the world tells us to look for the most pleasurable, easy way to do things. It tells us to run around and play with anything and everything and and, and just, just run around and just pee on everything, mark it, make it yours. That's what she does. And that's what we do too. But what happens when God tells you no? The world tells us to look for the most pleasurable, easy ways to do things. The world will say, if you like it, then it is good, right? The world will tell you, if it is easy, then do that. Right? Boy, if it's... Boy, I... Let's see. Do I do it God's way, which is hard, or do I do it the easy way? Whew, that's an easy decision. I'm going to do it the easy way. And then we wonder why we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. you got to do things God's way. And God's way is not... I, I don't know... That, that God's way is ever the easy way. And he made it like that because he wants you to choose him, not yourself. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. Well, that, that, that's kind of the way we're raised, right? Well, don't, don't let anybody boss you around. You're your own person, and by gosh, you're not going to take, you, you know, you're not going to listen to nobody. You're your own man, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I, I you you want to know the downfall of the cowboy is the first time he disagrees with something, he's going to go his own way. I had a friend of mine one time say, he told me, he said, man, I, I don't know what to do. He finally got his first ranch job, and he's like, man, I don't know. This is great, but I mean, I'm having to work like 16, 18-hour days, like seven days a week. And I don't have no help, and I ain't seen my wife in, in about four weeks, and she's mad, and I, I don't know what to do. And I said, you cowboy now. He said, well, I'm thinking about quitting. I said, well, that'd make you a certified cowboy then. Just quit, you know, just get mad and quit, <laughs> you know, because that, that's the way they do things. But just because that's the way they do things doesn't mean it's the right way purpose the world will say that the purpose of your life is your own pleasure happiness and your pursuit of material desires i mean come on folks let's just for one second let's take a deep breath let's take a listen to what the holy spirit is telling us and let's ask ourselves is the purpose of our life right now is it our own pleasure our own pursuit of happiness and material desires because if that's the focus of your life you're not gonna get very far you're not gonna get very far what happens when God tells you no for that matter what happens when anybody tells you no we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures and became slaves hung up in the stirrup of lustful pleasures and I'm sorry but if you, if you don't really understand that sentence, let me read it one more time. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures, or in the simplified cowboy version, we fell for the lies of sin and became slaves, hung up in the stirrup of lustful pleasures. If you, if you can't really understand that right there, you're just making excuses. You really are. Because that's the number one excuse people use for not reading the Bible. And the reason people don't obey the Bible is because they don't know what the Bible says. Because they make the excuse, I don't understand what it says. Well, read it until you find something that you do, understand, and do that. Quit making excuses. We became slaves hung up in the stirrup of lustful pleasures. What does Paul mean by becoming slaves to many lusts and pleasures? The Bible is really cool because it, it it keeps saying the same thing through the Holy Spirit keeps saying the same thing through different people and and there's a there's a there's a cowboy named Peter that is just I can't wait to meet him and shake his hand hug his neck he'll probably punch me but I don't care maybe, maybe God won't allow punching in heaven I don't I don't know but uh uh oh never mind I'll get to Peter in just a second Paul says in Romans. This is Paul. He wrote Titus, and he wrote Romans. He says, Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. See, in Titus, he said, We became slaves hung up in the stirrup of lustful pleasures, or we became slaves to lusts and pleasures. And then Paul, once again, in Romans 6.16 said, Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? What are you obeying? Are you obeying the way the world says to do stuff or the way God says to do stuff? choice is yours. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. One is easy now. And real, 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 real. Add an eternity of reals on the end of that hard later. Righteous living is not easy now, but it'll be real easy when you're in the presence of God in heaven. What will you choose to obey? Will you choose to obey lusts, pleasures, pride, envy, hate? Or will you choose to obey love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and probably the hardest one of all, self-control? called the fruit of the spirit. Paul talks about it in Galatians chapter five. What will you obey? God is trying to get your attention and make you into something you can never become on your own. See, Ricky, even though she was born a cow dog and she's got some instincts that are, 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 were passed down to her that, that she had nothing to do with, but unless I train her, she will never know or be able to do what she was meant to do. And same thing with you. God wants to train you. And, and Ricky doesn't like the training a lot of times. And you're not going to like the training because God is going to teach you sometimes to wait. He's going to say down. He's going to ask you just to sit there and be still. And there's going to be other times that you really want something, that you want a new, uh, a new you, you don't want to sit there and hold cattle. You want to go bite something. But He's going to say no. He's going to want you, He's going to try to keep you out of a wreck. God is trying to get your attention and make you into something you can never become on your own. What happens when God tells you no? Will you listen and become wise? Learn from why he said no? Or just forget who you're supposed to do and chase little bunnies? Because most of us, that's the life we've been leading right there. Just running around all over the place. No self-control, no purpose, no nothing. And God, you are here today, cowboy cowgirl, young man, young woman, old man, not old woman, you're here today for a reason. God wants to make you into something that you can't become on your own. That little voice inside of you that says you were meant for something more, God's offering it right now, but he ain't going to make you do it. You have to choose it. And the third cow dog seminary class that Ricky goes through, that I go through, that God is going to take you through is this. Come here. Come here means to stop what you're doing and come close to me. That's what what it means to Ricky. And and it's not just one big class. I I let her out and let her run and get her wiggles out and everything. But eventually, I tell her, come here. And I don't care what else is going on. I want her to come to me. And as a matter of fact, most of the time, I let her wait until her attention is completely off of me before I will say, come here. And God's going to do the same thing to you. See, we tell we tell her to co- we, we train our cow dogs to come here to stop what you're doing and come close to me. This could mean two things. It could mean that you're fixing to mess things up and I'm trying to save you a lot of trouble. Or it could mean I have something better for you. That's what come here means. And a lot of times, man, we're out there. We're making a living and we're doing this and we're doing that and we're excited. And little, little, our, you know, peeing all over ourselves. We're so excited. And God says, come here. Like, I'm going to go ahead and do my stuff. I mean, think about it. He, he kind of, I mean, it, it's not, I, I'm not making theology out of this, but I, I'm proud of all of y'all here and then uh, those that have joined us online and everything because once a week he says, come here. And isn't it amazing how many other excuses we find? Oh, I've got to do this and I, I, I love God. Ricky, Ricky says, I love you, but I'm not going to come here. We do it. We do it. Come here is the control command. The more more control I have over her, the more freedom she will have. Think about that. The more control I have over her, the more freedom she has. Because if I was absolutely certain that she would down, that she understood no, and that she would come here, I could bring her and she would lay right here and I wouldn't have a thought in the world one that she would lay right here beside me. See, a lot of the reasons why God isn't giving some of us the freedom that we want to pursue some of the things that, that we want or that he wants us to do is because we, we haven't been listening. We, we don't wait on him. We don't like it when he says no. We, we choose to do our own thing. And, when, and then when in the midst of everything, he says, come here. We don't. Sometimes he's going to say come here. At a certain time of the day, when when things are just going crazy, he says, come here and just go to prayer with me. Stop what you're doing and, and come close to me because I have the protection. I have the provision. I have the water. I have everything that you need. And if you're having a problem, all you need to do is come here. How simple it is. The Bible says that we must obey God well, the more we obey him, the more freedom we have. And, and, the, and the world just tries to say, that ain't true, man. It ain't true. He's trying to control you. He don't want you to have fun. He doesn't want you to do this. And Well, you like doing that right there, don't you, dog? He's like, yeah, I like doing that part. And he says, God's not trying to take anything away from you. He's trying to give you more. But he's not going to give you more until you come close to him, until you learn to wait on him, until you learn what it means when he says no. The more control I have over Ricky, the more freedom she will have. The less control I have over her, the less freedom she will have. I hate to say that, you know, God, I, I've moved from the, from the two-foot leash to the two and a half foot leash, and it's been amazing. I can't wait till one day God unsnaps that collar and says, well done my good and faithful servant. I've trusted you on the leash and you've done exactly what I told you to do. Now go out and gather. I can't wait for that. Talk to Ty. I mean, he, he, he didn't want to do any of this. That's why God chose him. I mean, and it is. And, and he's, fought, he's fought me every step of the way. And every time I ask him, or I don't know, I ask him, I kind of tell him. Anytime I tell him to do something, he like, Aah! but he does it anyway. God's okay with that, and I'm okay with Ricky not wanting to down. She can growl at me and rah, snarl at me all she wants as long as she downs. And then she's real happy whenever I tell her, okay. And then I give her all this loving and loving and loving, and she gets real excited, and then we do it over again, and she hates me again, and, and, but we're getting better. The more control I have over her, the more freedom she will have. The less control I have over her, the less freedom she will have. And this is where Peter comes in, okay? I got ahead of myself. Peter says in chapter 2, 2 Peter 2, 19, he says, They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption for you are a slave to whatever controls you. You are a slave to whatever controls you. I said this last week, you can tell the measure of a man by the, th- by the size of the things that bother him. What controls you? Is it your temper? Is it a lust? Is it an addiction? Is it that little wiggly thing between our teeth? Is it our hands? Is it our mouths? What, what, what is it? You will be a slave to whatever controls you. And the one thing that will offer you more freedom than anything is when you let the big man control you. And you do what he says. If he says no, you say yes sir. If he says down, you sit down there and you just sit there and it don't matter how many people are passing by going, hey, come on. You're like, uh uh-uh. I'm doing right here what God tells me to do. And if he says come here, no matter what's going on, no matter how many little bunnies or dragonflies or people with... Treats are walking by, if God says, come here, you get your honey over there right now. And then you'll be taken the leash will come off. The world says to do it your way and then enslaves you with lusts and passions and addictions. God says to do it his way, but that results in ultimate freedom and fulfillment of purpose. Have you strayed away from God? How long has it been since you, when God said, come here? Did you run over to him? If he says no, how well do you take that? And if he tells you to wait, how well do you do that? Have you strayed away from God? He's calling you closer and closer to him. Did you see that bug not try to eat me? It's a pterodactyl bug. I like dislocated my finger when I hit it. The world says, to, uh, let's see, God, he's calling you closer and closer to him. Come here. That's what he's telling you. He's trying to save you and have something better for you if you're willing to listen. And this is the end right here. I know it's a little bit warm, but there's a nice breeze blowing, and it's a beautiful day. Why do I need to teach Ricky no, down, and come here? Why? Because I've been with ranchers before, with people that had dogs out, when they nicely say, well, uh, why don't you go ahead and tie your dog to the fence, and we'll get, we'll get going again. Mm. Man, if, a, it, 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 and, and, and if you have cow dogs, it's going to happen at some point. They're going to have an off day or, or you have an off day or something like that. But I want to do everything I can that one day, if I get the opportunity to take my dog somewhere, that I don't have to tie her to a fence until we get done. I will do everything in my power not to fail her. And God will not fail you if you listen. Because in the next verse, Peter tells us in the book that living a life of sin will get us tied to the fence. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen. When people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up again in sin, they are worse off than before. So just because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior doesn't mean that you're immune to doing things wrong. You can still get tangled up in sin. And Peter says that those who have been saved and delivered from their sinful nature and everything, if they go back to that willingly, they're worse off than they were before. Is your life, does it feel like you're tied to the fence because God will do it? If you're running around and, 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 man, you're going to get yourself hurt or other people hurt or anything, you know what God's going to do? He's going to walk over there and you don't even realize what's happening. He's going to lead you over there and he's going to go click. And he's going to tie you to the fence. And then you're going to sit there and whine and moan and ache and fight and pull and chew on the leash and none of it's going to matter. And it ain't nobody's fault but your own. Because he's told you. When I say no, I mean no. You keep doing it, I'm gonna tie you to the fence till you learn your lesson. If I say, come here, I'm not trying to take you away from anything that that you'll like, I'm trying to, to take you somewhere better. And if I tell you to wait, I'm doing it for your own good. You don't know what's best for you, God does. Is your life tied to the fence? Do you wonder why your life doesn't seem to go anywhere? Do you feel like you're just running in circles all the time? Maybe you're not tied to the fence. Maybe you're tied to a T post somewhere. Just circle, circle. You got yourself all wrapped up. You're right next to it. If you ain't never felt like that, you ain't been alive very long. Do you know why you're supposed to be, Do you know what you're supposed to be doing? Do you know what you're supposed to be doing, but you haven't been doing it? That's me. I've learned some hard lessons this week. Real, real hard lessons. That fire that Ty was talking about, man, I'm lucky to have eyebrows and epidermis left. I've been through the fire so much this week. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Do you know what you're supposed to be doing but haven't been doing it? Have you escaped the wickedness of... Get away from me. Have you escaped the wickedness of the world and then got tangled up in it again? You remember whenever you first came to Christ, man, you were all excited and you were, yes, yes, yes. And now you're just like, eh, 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 eh. I know God said to do that, but, you know, Jesus died to forgive me, so I don't, you know, he'll understand. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Do you feel like you're worse off than before? Where are you? Where are you? See, I hope that God enrolls you today in Cowdog Seminary. And you can call me. You can whine, gripe, moan, complain, cuss. I, whatever you need to do. But you do what God tells you to do. When he tells you to wait, you wait. And when he tells you to come here, you come here, and when he tells you no, then no. No ifs, ands, buts, excuses, none of that. And yes, it's going to be hard, guys, but you're cowboys. You're cowgirls. Since when did hard ever mean anything to us? see If it was easy, everybody would do it. Being in Cowdog Seminary is hard, but I sincerely hope that, like me, you can join me in God's cow dog Seminary. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we need you. God, without you, we just run amuck and foul everything up. God, I'm asking you to teach every single one of us. Put us through the paces. Grow us and show us the way. Mold us into the cowboys and cowgirls you'd have us to be. And let us give our lives to you in the same way that Christ gave his life for us. As a ransom for many. That whoever believes in him and obeys his word shall have everlasting life. And it is in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen.